Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 762. Well, I would tell people, find something that you are interested in and don't give up on it. Never give up on attempting to do it. If it's a challenge, if somebody tells you no at first that they don't have a position, keep trying. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, David Knight. Hey, Dave, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I'm buckled in with my five-point harness and ready to go. All right. I'll try to keep it between the lines for us here today. David Knight is the founder of Cardaddy.org. It's a children's charity that connects young people who are battling cancer with the owners of classic and exotic cars. The children get to experience the ride of a lifetime in their dream cars, and the owners get to give back in an exceptional way. Dave has been racing cars since 2010, and he's competed in regional and national road racing events. He started in Formula 2000 and then moved to Mazda MX-5 Cup Pro Racing and Grand Am Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge Racing, earning him numerous wins and over 21 podium finishes. Here's a guy who's having some fun. So Dave, I told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, your business, the little bit about Car Daddy? We're going to learn more about that as we move through this. And of course, your passion for automobiles. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, my passion for cars started when I was very young, and I attribute that to my father. He introduced me to uh, Road and Track magazine, cars, performance cars, uh, sports cars, and I just absorbed everything I read about automobiles from a young age. I don't know why, but I loved it. And uh, growing up in the Northeast, I lived about an hour away from Lime Rock Park. And so when I was old enough to drive myself, because my parents refused to actually take me over there, I would take myself over to Lime Rock and watch any and all racing I could watch, which uh, it just increased the bug that much more. But I did feel, watching all of this racing, that something was missing. I liked watching but I wanted to be in the car. Watching is only so much fun. And so uh, as time went on uh, through my different business careers, uh, something always got in the way. It was always, uh, I was too busy, didn't have enough money, started a family. So not until I was 50 years old did I get behind the wheel of a race car. Wow. And uh, and that uh, kind of opened Pandora's box and it, it's never closed since. So. Yeah, it's fun. I raced vintage cars for about 12 years, a little different than the kind of racing you do. It bit me pretty hard too. And I did that for a while. It was super fun. Yeah. Once that gets in your blood, you don't want to stop doing it. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about you as we go through the questions here. But first, as we continue on your automotive journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Dave, take the wheel. So one of the things that uh, my dad taught me, and I've, I've uh, adhered to most of my life and has served me well, is the idea of don't jump on the bandwagon. Just because everybody's doing something one way does not necessarily mean it's the best way. Maybe it is, but maybe it's not. So think twice. Tell me how that has uh, influenced you in your business, because I know you were in a business that was not automotive related for a long, long time. I believe it was the pool and spa business, right? 
That's correct. I had a, uh, a hot tub and pool store that I started 30 years ago in Vermont. And uh, it was right near a ski area in Vermont. And uh, I had seen hot tub facilities around the country in different places where people could come, a family could come for a half hour or an hour and take a hot tub and, uh, and share that experience. And I thought, wow, what a great idea to put at the base of a ski area because everybody's cold and they'd love to do that. Well, there were many people that said, you're crazy. That's not going to work, you know. And uh, at the time, people said, we need milk and bread and gasoline here in, in Vermont. We don't need hot tubs. That'll never work. But uh, I, I persevered, and it did work, and it worked, and it was great. Yeah, I just so you were a, just an early disruptor. <laughs> yes, sort of. Yeah, we talked about that in our pre-show chat, Dave and I. We were talking about disruptors like Uber and Lyft and how that's affecting the younger generation of people being enthused with cars or maybe not being enthused with cars. Very, very cool. Well, great quote that your dad gave you, and I think this day and age, even more important to be that quote-unquote disruptor or look at something in the industry and do it very differently because uh, while it can be a gamble, it can have great rewards as it did for you. Well, let's go back in time here. You talked about getting to go to Lime Rock Park. What a iconic track to go get to hang out at and watch the race cars go around. I've been there. It's such a fantastic place. Skip Barber, the director of Lime Rock Park, has been a guest here on Cars Yeah. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment, maybe reading those road and track magazines, where you realize, you know what, I am a car guy. Well, I think it did start with reading those magazines because as a youngster, before you can drive, you can just dream about what it would be like. And I remember uh, them describing the handling of cars, which is not something you learn in driver's ed and things like that, that, that people normally learn when they just learn how to drive. But uh, oversteer and understeer and how a car performs at the limit. And those were intriguing to me. So uh, when I first got my license, my parents got uh, the kids a car to share, a VW Beetle, old VW Beetle. And that was the kid's car. But what was beautiful about that car is its rear engine. And in the Northeast, there's lots of snow and ice in the winter. And off you go, learning how to spin a car, oversteer a car, understeer a car. Yeah. So that was a great moment in my uh, forming of my love for driving cars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the bugs are awesome. My sister had a bug. I had a Carmagia in high school. And uh, they're they're just fun cars. And I grew up in San Diego where there's no such thing as snow or ice. You know, it's just <laughs> sun and sand. But uh, still, uh, when we would drive up to the mountains to go skiing, you get a little bit of lesson on uh, – yeah, oversteer and, and uh, braking and sliding and all that kind of fun stuff. Exactly right. They're great cars to do that in. What fun. Well, David, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a huge challenge or a big failure that you faced. And the most important part of this isn't so much the situation, but I want you to take us there. But tell us how you overcame that situation and what it taught you. Well, one of the biggest challenges I faced was during college. I did not finish college in four years. It took me four and a half and there was no funding for the next half year that was necessary to graduate. So uh, I had to go out and I had to figure out how I was going to get enough money to go to another half year of college. And so uh, I went that summer. I worked uh, two jobs back in New York to save up for that. And then another job during the semester, the final semester of college. So that taught me a lot about persevering, finding, uh, really working hard to find something that's going to help you get to your goal. And so uh, eventually I was able to do that. So I guess the takeaway there is anything's possible if you just put your mind to it and put your back into it. 
get to work and work hard. So what would be your lesson for maybe uh, a youngster out there right now that has to find their own way to finance their way through college or they find themselves in a similar situation? What would How would you advise them? Well, I would tell people, uh, find something that you are interested in and don't give up on it. Never give up on attempting to do it. If it's a challenge, if somebody tells you no at first that they don't have a position, keep trying. Somebody will, something will open up. Uh, so don't give up. You know, being a racer like you are, I was wondering when those words were going to come up because virtually I've had dozens of racers here on Cars. Yeah. Every single one of them. Don't give up. Never give up. Yeah, that's the racer's creed, even for a guy who started when he was 50 years old. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's one of those times when the headlights kind of illuminate a new path for you. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, I'll go back to my uh, pool and spa story about starting that business and that uh, that aha moment where... uh, I saw the opportunity to put a business uh, in a new location where it never existed before. And then uh, really hard work for a number of years, struggling in the beginning and sticking with it eventually paid off in the end. So uh, see a need, look for a need somewhere and then fill it. Perfect. That is the key. And if it's something you like doing, even better. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, and what you're doing right now with your uh, drives for kids that are battling cancer, certainly something to be proud of. Is there one that stands out that you would share with us? Well, the um, the pool and spa business, sticking with that for 30 years, growing it, gaining employees, uh, really enjoying running and growing that was a really proud thing for me. And then eventually I was able to sell it, which not everybody is able to do with a small business. So I was very proud of being able to do that. That's on the business side. And on the driving and car side, the limited success I had racing after I did finally get started with it, that was a very, very fulfilling. Uh, so personally, those are great fulfilling moments. And then, of course, we'll talk soon about Car Daddy, but that is the most rewarding thing I've done in my life, what I'm doing right now. I'm sure it is. And, you know, I want to touch on this racing again because uh, like you, um, I got to race for a while and it started with going to track days with club events and that kind of thing. But there's a lot of people I encounter that go, oh man, racing, I'd love to do that, but there's no way I can do it. In people's mind, it's already figured out that it can't be done. So what advice would you give somebody who really thinks they'd like to try it and get into it? And there's so many ways to get into racing. You, you can do it on a very, very limited budget. What advice would you give somebody who thinks they want to try that? Well, there are a couple of ways to do it that are really easy. Uh, One would be to go to a local track day, of which there are many more now than there used to be. So search um, SCCA or other local car clubs and find a track day where you can put your car or a friend's sports car on track for the first time in a very safe way. And then you'll really know if you like it or not. And if you do, go look for a driving school. Look for Lucas Oil School of Racing. Skip Barber, Bondurant School, things like that. And uh, and those will really teach you whether it's something you love or not. And then they'll teach you how to drive correctly and safely. 
Absolutely. It's great advice for people. And uh, I've had so many different levels of racers on the show from professional to retired Formula One racers to people that just do uh, like the uh, Le Mans or Le Mans. Le Mans has lemons. <laughs> race lemons. The, race of the <laughs> lemons. Yes, exactly right. So there's so many different ways. And now there's so many high performance driving schools and events around the country. I mean, you can find one every weekend at a track near you. And you really can do it in a very safe way. The best advice I always tell people was what I was told the first day I was going to go out and do my first race. The throttle goes both ways. <laughs> drive your own a race. Don't drive the guy's race in front of you because he could be a lot better than you or you could follow him right into a wall. So drive your own race. <laughs> Most definitely. Definitely. Great advice. Yeah, let's have a little bit of fun again and go back in time. Tell us about, you told us about the bug, the family car, but I'd like to hear about your first really special car. Maybe it was your first race car, maybe it was your first street car, and then tell us a memory you have about that vehicle. My first street car was a Volkswagen Scirocco. Oh, cool. What year? 1974. Oh, so the first generation. First generation Scirocco. I had a 79. I bought it brand new. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So fun car, right? Yes. Very fun. Not terribly fast, but not slow. That car would go uh, 105 miles an hour on a flat. <laughs> yeah. 110 down a hill and about 100 up. I think I did that on the way to Palm Springs once, but we won't, <laughs> we won't tell anybody. But uh, what a fun car. But being uh, young and not knowing a lot about uh, car electronics and things like that, and learning as I worked on that car and, and tuned it up and changed spark plugs, and, and uh, I'd learned a lot more about the car and the mechanicals of it. About that time, uh, cassette players came out. Eight tracks were around, but cassettes were just coming on the scene, and you could buy a single little cassette player that would hang under your dash. Right. So I did. And they take 12 volts. And I thought, oh, 12 volts, that's that's no problem. I have 12 volts in my battery. <laughs> yes. So I ran two wires from my little cassette player up to my battery. Uh, and, yeah. And it worked. For, for a, a little, little while. while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, smoke started coming out from under the hood on one uh, little drive we were on, and that wire caught fire. And yep. then I learned about fuses. Uh-huh. Yeah, relays and fuses. Amazing how they work. <laughs> So that was my first car, my first fun little story. Oh, fun, fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed my Scirocco. It's the first new car I ever bought. I bought it when I was in college and had that car for like 12 years and sold it to my neighbor across the street. It was a wonderful car. It just uh, kind of did everything. You felt like it was kind of a sports car, you know? Yeah, it was sportier than a bug or a rabbit at the time, right? Right, right. Um, uh, but it held a lot of stuff, the hatchback. You could put a lot of, th a lot of stuff in it. I remember the first thing I did was go out and I bought those gold BBS basket weave wheels for Ooh, it. Yeah, those are good. Because my car was a dark metallic green with a, a gold pinstripe and a tan interior. So those those <laughs> basket weave wheels, yeah, they looked pretty cool. Yeah, you have to remember kiddos out there. This was uh, 1979, 80, 81. So gold was in, baby. Gold was in. So. <laughs> those BBS wheels were on every BMW you saw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's kind of, gold wheels are kind of making a little bit of a comeback right now, too. I see them every once in a while. So uh, uh, they have a really cool Porsche right now for sale at Road Scholars, who uh, past guests, the Ingrams were guests on my show, and they it's got gold wheels, kind of like the, uh, the Lamborghini Muras, those old gold wheels that run those. So fun yes. stuff. How about a car that you've owned that you've let go, that old seller's remorse tear in the eye? Is there one of those in your life? I had a 1974 Datsun 260Z, 2 plus 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. That I loved. Very sporty car for the time for a young guy to have. Uh, really fun to drive. Easy to work on, you know, straight six. 
Right. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that car. Uh, I wish I had that car to this day, you know, saved it and, and kept working on it eventually. I, I did have to sell it eventually, but uh, I kind of missed that car. They're uh, making a comeback. I've heard and seen more and more Japanese classic cars starting to make a comeback now, where they've always kind of been neglected in the past. Hmm. They're affordable. And I've even got some friends uh, who've bought them and restored them and uh, knew a guy who actually put an LS engine in one of them. <laughs> so, uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Turned it into a rocket ship. Yeah. Very nice cars. Very, very cool. Let's talk about today and what has you really excited and fired up. I would love for you to tell our listeners a little more about Car Daddy, about what's involved, why you got into this, what it does for these kids that are battling a serious health issues in their life, and maybe even how our listeners can get involved or support you in some way. So cardaddy.org uh, was started a few years ago here in Phoenix. It's expanding now. We will be nationwide shortly. And it uh, benefits kids battling cancer and other serious challenges. And uh, there are a lot of these kids across the country, uh, 175,000 cases worldwide, 13,000 in the U.S. alone of kids that are faced with cancer. And it not only affects the child, but also the family. And uh, just at the time of life when these kids are supposed to be having fun and, and being kids, they have to face this horrible disease. So I was trying to think of a way to bring a little happiness into their life. And there are a number of ways to do that. Because I'm a car guy, I wanted to tie uh, the kids' happiness into cars somehow. And I came up with the idea of cardaddy.org where the child can choose their dream car, whatever type of car they want to ride in it race car or antique car, an exotic car. So on their website, they can choose a car type. And uh, and then we contact an owner of that type of car, which we have in our database, many people who want to volunteer their car for this cause. And, and we make that connection between that child and that car owner, and we get a ride. And we uh, film the whole thing. It's a lasting memory for the child and their family and for the car owner. Wow. And so uh, this has been a very, very rewarding enterprise. How long have you been doing this? Uh, three years now. Wow. Okay. So it's fairly new, but you've got some miles under your belt to use upon here since we're talking cars. So the parents of uh, a child that's going through this can go onto your website, look through it. They can decide or let you know the kind of car they want in this database of people you have. Now, are you doing it? You say you're going nationwide. So you started there in the Phoenix area. You're in Mesa, Arizona, but pretty soon here, or is it already happening where, say, somebody up here in the Seattle area, or Gig Harbor, where I am, or San Diego, or Florida, or New York, they can go online and you connect them with all these different cool people that want to help these kids out and, and make a dream come true. Yes, that's exactly the goal. We'd like to spread this across the country. Uh, it's very much like Make-A-Wish, who we work alongside here in Arizona. Right. But it's Make-A-Wish for cars yes. and car guys. And so there are many people around the country who have car collections or very nice cars themselves, and they'll bring them to car shows and they'll bring them to a concourse and they'll show them off. And that's great. But here's a way to actually do something good with your car. Right. And so what I discovered after we started doing this was that the car owners have as much fun as the kids do. Of course. On each event. And so it's just a wonderful day for both. Wow, fantastic. So if I want to get involved with my collector car, I just go online, I subscribe, if you will, or I sign up to let you know where I am and that I'm willing to support you and help you? That's correct. On the website, there's a place both for car owners and the parents of the children to sign up. Okay. So anyone interested in uh, participating and supporting us can go on the website and add their name to our database if you have a nice car 
or uh, add your child's name and we'll contact you and get more information on how to have your child participate in a cardaddy.org ride. Awesome. Well, I'll let our listeners know that I will put links on David's show notes page here at Cars Yeah. Just type David Knight into the search bar and that page will pop up. I encourage you, if you've got a cool car, go and sign up. I mean, what a better way to share your vehicles and make some kid's dream come true. And who knows, you may uh, get launched the concept of this kid's uh, being a car fanatic just like you and I are for the future and get them involved in uh, participating in the car hobby and maybe their career ends up being in cars. You never know what you might stir up when you... Uh, take a kid for a ride. So, wow, what a fantastic event. I'll let our listeners know too, and uh, David and I talked about this in the pre-show check. Eric Peterson, who's a past guest on the show, does something very similar. Dream drives for kids out of the Portland area. So uh, you guys uh, connect you two guys so you can talk and uh, maybe coincide with some of the stuff you're doing. But uh, he's done a great program too to help kids uh, in a kind of a different way than you're doing it, although I think he's trying to expand it like you have as well. So it's just absolutely fantastic. Kudos to you for what you're doing, the people you're working with. This is absolutely fantastic. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Dave. If you were a car, what kind of car would David be and why? Well, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm kind of a, a diverse personality, so I, I might be two different cars. Well, that's I okay. A, I might be a Rolls Royce because it's a, a, a car that embodies uh it's a quiet yet powerful car, uh-huh. and so I'm a little bit that way. I'm a little quiet, but uh, but I like the uh, the quality and uh, the uh, performance that the Rolls Royce has hidden under its hood. Exactly. But I might also be a race car. I might be a I might be a formula car uh-huh. because that is a practically a direct connection from your brain and your hands right to the road. So very very responsive. Uh, a formula car or a cart, so much fun to drive and. Uh, I would like one of those. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. You know, Guy Smith, who's a guest on the show here, races on the team Bentley race cars. So uh, kind of relation to Rolls-Royce a little bit when you think about it. That's okay. The guy that gave me the idea for this is Harold Cleworth, and he was two cars. The, he was the front end of a – I think it was a Austin Healey and the back end of a Cadillac Biarritz. Paints a pretty <laughs> weird picture, but he's a very creative artist and uh, from Britain but made his fortune here in the U.S. So, uh, yeah, you can be any kind of car you want here on Cars. Yeah, so a Rolls-Royce race car. I like that. Very <laughs> cool. Like the Blue Train Bentley a little bit. So so Guy Smith uh, raced with uh, Rob Dyson on his team. Yep. Uh, for a number of years in various cars. Yeah. And Rob Dyson uh, is from my hometown in Poughkeepsie, New York. Very cool. And so when I would go over to Lime Rock, like we talked about earlier, uh, it was quite often to see uh, Rob Dyson and his team race. Oh, yeah. Where uh, a good friend of mine from high school has been uh, a mechanic or a technician on his team for 30 years now. Well, yeah, Rob. I think Rob is 70-something now, maybe. Yeah. And his his son, Chris, has taken it over, and he drives along with uh Guy Smith and others. Yeah, he's been racing and running teams forever. So, yeah, icon in the racing industry. Very cool. Well, Dave, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. 
Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at com. Okay, Dave, we are back and we're entering the last lap. You're a racer. You know what that means. The white flag's out. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Hmm. I would say uh, when you're going to buy a used car, get it checked out by a mechanic. Don't just assume you know everything about it. That uh, That'll pay dividends. You know, another good thing to do is take a friend along and tell him, talk me out of this car. <laughs> I've been that friend on many, many trips with friends who are buying cars because we all get these ideas and we get in front of that new car or used car and we go blind to all the imperfections. You want it. No matter what, you want it. I know. So to have the buddy there to kind of tell you, uh, did you see the rust hole in the floorboard under the floor mat? <laughs> I, I didn't want to look at that, so I didn't pull that back. So, yes, have it checked out by a reputable mechanic. Always a great idea. Now, how about a personal habit? Is there one that you have that you believe has helped contribute to your success? Uh, don't judge a book by its cover. That has served me well through the years, whether it's uh, people you meet, uh, the way they look or the way they're dressed may mean nothing about how they actually are. Get to know them. Yeah, Get to absolutely. Know their story. Or a wine by its label, as some people Correct. have told me. So <laughs> very nice. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of great resources these days. Car Daddy is one of them, of course. But is there another resource you'd like to share with our listeners? I've been introduced to a new uh, driving school called the Lucas Oil School of Racing. And uh, I know a lot of people are not quite familiar with that yet because it's fairly new, but uh, a fantastic uh, group of people, uh, very, very experienced in uh, racing and in uh, instruction. So that's a great place for people to go. Uh, We were talking earlier about how to get into racing or how to get into performance driving, and uh, Lucas Oil School of Racing is a great place to start. Yeah, sounds like it. And uh, hopefully soon I'll have Forrest Lucas as a guest here on the show. He's agreed to be a guest, so we'll have him on board, and I'm sure he'll be happy to talk about that as well. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, 
Who would that person be? That person would be Terry Earwood. Terry Earwood. Do you know Terry Earwood? I don't. Who's Terry? Terry Earwood has been in the automotive scene for many, many years. He used to drag race cars back in the 60s and 70s. Okay. And uh, I heard his name when I was a kid. Drag racing in Englishtown, New Jersey was a big deal. And there would be radio spots all the time for the Englishtown drag races. And his name would pop up. And so when I started racing, he was one of the instructors or coaches. Oh. And I said, I know your name. I, I remember you from when I was a kid. Yeah. Drag racing. And we just hit it off and started uh, talking. But he is one of the funniest people you will ever meet. So uh, I would I would make an effort to try to get him on your show or at least talk to him. But a great storyteller. Yeah. Uh, a wealth of knowledge in racing uh, for many, many years. Very uh, cool. A really, really interesting guy. Well, hopefully you could introduce me to him. I would love to have him on the show. Sounds like a very interesting person. Yeah, first time I, I attended a Porsche driving event, uh, they paired us up with their driving instructors, and I jumped in the car and I looked over, and sitting next to me was Vic Elford, who's uh, obviously very well known for race raced every Porsche 917. He's been a guest here on the car since then, but this was way long ago, and I couldn't believe it. I was so excited being a Porsche guy going, I get to sit next to Vic Elford all day and learn how to drive <laughs> Porsches? Are you kidding me? thought I died and gone to heaven. That's a good day. That was a very good day. Yeah, very fun. The only challenge was it was when I was young, and I could no longer or no sooner afford a new Porsche than, than a Rolls-Royce. So uh, it was kind of a dream come true. Eventually, the Porsches came along, though, later down the road. Now, about a book, is there a book that you think our Cars Yow listeners should crack open and read? Uh, I imagine a lot of them have read this already, but if they haven't, they should pick up um, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Garstein's book. Garstein's, Garstein's book. And it's just a great book. And it, for car people, it's a fun read. Well, my listeners have heard this probably ad nauseum. I've been trying to get Garth on this show. I just cannot convince him to get on this show or get past his publicist, I should say. So any of you guys out there love Garth Stein. It's the most recommended book on this podcast. It's incredible. So many people love it. I love it. I wish they'd make a movie out of it. So anyone out there knows Garth, please call him. Tell him to call me. I wanted to have him on the show. There's so many people who love his book that would like to listen to him on Cars Yeah Podcast. Great recommendation. I'll remind our listeners that there's a great place in the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and all the books recommended by the past 750 plus guests here are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. And of course, on David Shono's page will be this book as well. All right, we're up to the checkered flag. That flag is waving. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have any collector car or race car, since you're a racer in the world, doesn't matter what it is today, because I'm going to buy it for you. So money is no object. What would that vehicle be and why? Well, I'm so glad to hear you're going to buy it for me, Mark. <laughs> you're welcome. I've wanted this car for a very long time, and, and they're around, so they're, they're accessible. You can get one for me soon. Okay. I would like a 1973 Dino 246 GTS, please. Red over black. Ah, uh, well, that's one of my bucket list cars. Um, yeah, very, very nice cars. They've become a little pricey of late. Although, according to the Haggerty price guide, the new price guide that just came out, they kind of dropped back down a little bit from the bubble. So now they're affordable. Instead of three hundred fifty thousand, maybe they're only three hundred thousand. So, well, perfect time for you to buy me one. Then, I know. Yeah, absolutely. And. You know, those cars hold a special place in my heart because that's the first Ferrari. Now, I know the diehard Ferrari guys will say, ah, 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 it was a Dino, not a Ferrari, but it's made by Ferrari. In fact, the one that I drove was back when I had a car dealing detailing business in high school. It was originally Cher's car. And on the dash, it said, this Dino built 
for share by Enzo Ferrari. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of a cool deal. So it was metallic purple. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Kind of a crazy <laughs> color. That was a, that it, it was a stock color though. It was one of the colors that Dino's came in a lot of interesting colors. You know what? Those things are so cool. I'd love to have one. I'd love to buy you one. Uh, you definitely deserve it for what you're doing. You could add another car to your dream list for the or the children at uh, Car Daddy for sure. But uh, yeah, I'll start looking for you. I'm sure living there in the Scottsdale area, there's a couple around that I could find for you. But uh, yes, they're they're definitely available. I'd rather buy one up here and drive it to your house. That would be a really cool way to deliver it. I would accept that deal as well. Okay, I'll, I'll start looking. I'll start shopping right away for that 73 Dino. Well, Dave, you've taken us on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Could you offer us one little piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off into that desert sunset in your 73 Dino 246 GTS? Well, I would say over the, my uh, my business career and all, and uh, this has served me well, uh, to Treat everyone the way you would like to be treated, and uh, things will work out in the end. And this holds true in all aspects of life, with one exception, and that is on the racetrack. (laughs) (laughs) But generally, it works quite well. (laughs) Generally, it does. The old golden rule is a great rule to live by. But just be careful if you're on the track with Dave, because everything goes out the window (laughs) when it comes to racing. (laughs) Not just me. It's everyone else, too. Yeah, everyone else, absolutely. Great advice. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing with Cardaddy.org? Well, the best way is the website. Go to www.cardaddy.org. You can learn all about what we do there. There's some fantastic video links at the website. So each of the videos we do for our kids, we post there so you can watch watch these kids having a fantastic day in the midst of a terrible time in their life. Absolutely. And uh, I should say this. Uh, Car Daddy is uh, a 501c3 charity. We uh, operate entirely on the generous donations of car owners, car enthusiasts, uh, and people uh, who care about these kids. So uh, that's how we survive. So be generous. Go there and uh, and see what we do. Absolutely. And listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to cardaddy.org on David's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type David in the search bar or David Knight. In the search bar and that page will pop up. I would encourage you to check this website out if you want to make a difference in somebody's life. And if you've got a cool car or if you don't have a cool car, but you want to write a check and help them out so that these kids can jump into a cool car, do it. Because what a wonderful cause. What a wonderful thing that you're doing there and uh, absolutely fantastic. So check out cardaddy.org. David, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again. I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage 
and the vital structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!